Freedom and censorship can't exist in the same world. And that's true whether it's the government or private corporations who do the censoring. Hi, I'm Ron Coleman, and welcome to the Coleman Nation podcast. It's a show where I sit down with guests to discuss the future of free expression and thought in our interconnected world. Here, we will focus on issues involving social media, cancel culture, and free expression that everybody who cares about ideas or freedom should be wrestling with. Hello, culminators. It's a snowy day in Newark, and I am joined by Mark Loebliner, my brother from another mother, in so yes. many ways. We hang out. Mark and I have had a lot of fun in the last year or so together without ever actually having done anything like this before. So this is going to be our opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. And uh, I will say without um, giving away the game that Mark was very eager to culminate with you today. Why so excited, Mark? What's what what is it that you want to you want to tell the culmination? I'm just an excitable person and I'm with you. You're the legend. I'm the legend. Ron Coleman, like you share the name with the greatest bodybuilder of all time. Well, this is the singularity. We're, we are actually accomplishing something here that is going to change my CEO forever because there have been many, many people who have been disappointed when looking for the great Mr. Universe <laughs> and getting instead a bald Jewish lawyer, um, not necessarily known for his um, workout um, reg regimen. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to find a way to parlay this into a fantastic something <laughs> something it's gonna make it work do you ever meet ronnie coleman the big oh, man yeah. we, we've been friends for a long time i've been in his house we've hung out we've done yeah. collaborations videos oh yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've met i've met the other ron coleman too the other ron coleman bodybuilder yeah 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 yes you guys I, look very similar though well that's you well i'll just say that you'll never you'll never see both of us together the same, no. you know so you know you can you can deduce whatever you want from that mark where'd you grow up where are you originally from i'm originally from california you are originally yeah. from, like because yeah. you really do bespeak being originally from california yeah i um i grew up there you know 80s and 90s and went to culver city high school and you know it was back then california was the land of dreams it, you went to California to make it. Everybody's running away from California. California was, I mean, dude, when I was a kid, Reagan, Pete Wilson, like it was a Republican state. Certainly and, was. And, and that, that didn't go too well at the end. So, you know, California fell apart after uh, Pete Wilson did Prop 187. That was when it all fell apart. We lost the vote. Interesting. Yeah. Explain for our listeners what exactly Prop 187 did. So I was in uh, high school at the time and Pete Wilson, it was an immigration bill. And essentially it was like, Hey, we can't have illegal immigrants come over here. And the Hispanic or Latino or whatever the word we're supposed to use vote at the time was heavily Republican because think about it. Like abortion was enough. Like these are devout Catholic people. So once that happened, the Republicans lost the vote. And they lost the state. Now, other people might have other recollections of why California went blue. That was when I recalled that they just gave up on Republicans when we lost the Latino vote. So you were in high school and you already saw things through the 
eyes of a conservative of, of a, you consider yourself a Republican at that as a, as a young man in high school, as a chubby young man in high school, <laughs> libertarian, libertarian. Was, okay. Yeah. I mean, but there was a point, remember I, I, I was educated in California. Our economics teacher played a Michael Moore movie, not even kidding you. And it was uh, Roger and me, I believe the yeah, one where yeah. he was in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. That's the one where he made his bones. <clears throat> yeah. So Nonetheless, that was the education. So it was actually a time when I was thinking, wow, socialism's awesome. You know, everybody, everybody's makes it. And then, then I played football and I realized that the best players are the best players and the worst players suck. So not everybody's equal. People are going to work harder. You know, just at the end of the day, usually the people who become great athletes outwork everybody else. There's a genetic component, but it's outwork. And that's the same with rich people. They usually work their asses off. And once you realize that we're not equal, we're not equal. People are not equal. We're different. We're very you know, different. I, and, and we're yeah. on different on, on multiple axes too. You know, I mean, it's not even just work, more work, less work, more brains, less brains. It, I mean, work is, is by far the number one component. Yeah. And, and there's no question that I have been lapped by many people who, whose IQs are not within 20 points of mine but who showed up every single time, never missed a deadline, always hit the, and, and, and did consistently mediocre work, but consistently, consistently, consistently. Mm -hmm. And that is the name of the game. Let's take a step back. Yeah. Because although we are going to represent the singularity, the, the, the combination of the worlds of Ronnie Coleman and Ron Coleman and Mark Bobliner, <laughs> some Coleman nation listeners might, as amazing to you as it might seem, might not know, who you are, just as some people in, in your bodybuilding world don't know who I am. So let's uh, tell the story. You, you recently had achieved a major uh, breakthrough in, in, in a sort of comeback and a, a new kind of qualification. I don't actually really understand that. I just, I knew that I was, I knew, what, I knew you wanted something that you got it. And I was real happy yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, I, I was a bodybuilder in the early 2010s and I did pretty well. I got a pro card in kind of a second rate organization now, but now at the time it was a good organization, but since then they've kind of, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Long story short, my wife got tired of me bodybuilding. So I gave it up and I actually took up boxing for the next five years. Actually, I was eight years off, but in a year, see three years in, I'm like, I'm going to be a boxer. And uh, so I kind of quit bodybuilding. I still weight trained. I still stayed in shape. I, I'm naturally muscular. I hold a lot of muscle. Like I get all these crazy steroid comments. I'm not the one who's going to say I'm all natural. No, I'm not. I'm on hormone replacement therapy. I'm not ashamed of that. So I held on to a lot of my muscle, which kind of was hurt me in boxing because in boxing, you don't want to be that wound up that tight. So nonetheless, um, this year I was getting ready for a master's boxing tournament in August and I was getting my ass kicked. And my wife's like, you make Wait, your money with 2021. This is 2020. This last year, 2021, August. Okay. Okay. So I'm in, camp, this, you know, cause this really seemed to have this, you really ramped up fast on this. Okay. It was crazy fast because what happened is, so I'm, I'm literally, I did a fight in May and I did fantastic. And so I'm like, dude, I'm just going to get ready. What I'm class win this tournament? You're not that tall. I'm only five foot seven. Wow. You might yeah, be shorter than tall Jews. Yeah. It's my brother's six one. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a really yeah. tall Jew. And um, <clears throat> I went to Princeton with one of the world's tallest Jews, a guy who, and, 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 no, no, no. He was, he was, <laughs> he was six, 
at least six, six, eight, six, ten. Oh, I mean, goodness. Howie Levy, very, very tall guy, and he played center. Of, I mean, in the Ivy League, he dominated, dominated. All right, go on. Sorry, oh, but he was the only NCAA <laughs> starting center with a hairy back. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, like my wife in mid July, she's like, "You got to stop boxing," and I'm like, "Why? You already told me to stop bodybuilding back in 2013." And she, she explains why. And I had no argument why I should keep boxing. And so she's like, like, can I bodybuild again? She's like, we'll talk about it. Okay. Wait, so wait, wait, so were you actually, you were middle, what were you a middle, a middleweight? Or a middleweight. Middle, uh, I, was, heavy- I was fighting, I was fighting people who are six foot six. Right. Cause, Cause I get it. In other words, like, cause, cause you couldn't, you, in other words, you were holding the muscle. So you couldn't lighten up meaningfully, but you're a tiny guy for him for a heavyweight. Ridiculously tiny. small. Tiny. Yeah. So I was going to drop down to 201 to actually go the class below heavyweight because those guys are only like 6'2". 6'2", I can bob and weave in. 6'11", I'm, I'm screwed. So anyway, so we, um, that we, like the next week I'm in California. Um, I own a business in California called Ambrosia. And I get a text from a promoter of a local show called the Knox Classic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll have, I have this thing called the Outright Bar. We had a table. We we're going to give away Outright Bars. I'm like, I'll be there. He joked around and said, you should compete. And I said, let me Outright Bars, wait. Outright Bar yes. meaning a, a nutritional supplement, not a place yes. for drinking alcoholic beverages. Not yes. that there's anything wrong with that, but that's what you're talking about. Yes. I know that Outright because. Number okay. one bar. Number one bar in the country. Um, so anyway, so long story short, I asked my wife, I text her. I'm like, hey, can I do a bodybuilding show? And she goes, okay. Shock me absolute shocking so i'm like all right let's go i had 10 days to get ready yeah i remember and I, that's about when i started following yeah. the story you said you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna do on a walk i'm gonna go i'm gonna do this show yeah and i won right. <laughs> and, and uh so i did I the north americans four weeks later and i got third that that was a pro qualifier if i would have won i was like two points off it wasn't that far and then I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to take a year off, get better. And I, my body responded to the training and I gained like 20 pounds of muscle. I told my coach, Jose Raymond, he handles my diet and training, my diet. I'm like, Jose, I can do this. He's like, let's go. So I did the Masters USA and I, I earned my, my FBB pro card. So how fast did that happen? Not it, <sighs> Well, I mean, August, my first show was like August 2nd and December 11th, I earned my pro card. Unbelievable. I mean, people have to understand. I don't, I don't know anything about your sport. Don't really know anything about your sport. It's weird. But I was, because you and I are in regular contact and, you know, through the hatocracy and also just reading your tweets, I'm seeing, I'm just like, you're keeping us posted on what you're doing. And the, I just, I was so able to pick up the intensity level. I'm like, just listening to you, a person can tell you're intense. Come on, come on. You're all roided up. Come on, admit it. A lot of roids, but <laughs> I take HRT. You know, I don't, here's the thing, man. I'm 41 and I'm a millionaire. Why am I going to risk my life for bodybuilding? Like, let's be crazy. Like, come on, don't oh, be crazy. Lots of guys make that mistake. Come on, you know that. Oh but yeah, no, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos looks great. That dude's jacked now. He is? Dude, have you seen pictures of him? Like he's jacked. Oh, in other words, after the wife found out and now he's back on the market. Yes. And because being a gazillionaire is not enough, I guess. What do you know? He's got everything now. He's got like, he's got a flat stomach and he's got trillions of dollars. Unbelievable. Anyway, that doesn't, that doesn't add up into the singularity part at all. Not at all. 
So, all right, but so, so you end up going into bodybuilding after playing football in high school. Yes. And you, you, you know, it, it, was, it worked out pretty well for you. And then your wife told you to stop. Yeah. Because it just it was, it was too much. It was too intense. Or bodybuilding is horrible. It makes you a horrible person. And I wasn't old enough to be able to internalize that. When you're dieting and your body fat gets so low, it's not, it's not roid rage. It's just anger. Like you're depleted. Your body hurts. Your joints hurt. You have no energy. You get cranky. Have you ever been hangry? Like when you miss a meal and you're like just snippy and your blood sugar is low. No, no, I, I, that doesn't happen. No, no, no. The fact is my wife is astonished that, that for a man of girth, such as I am, that girth. that I can nonetheless forget to eat the whole day. In other words, if I'm, and I might have to do with ADD, but if I'm focused on something else, because the food has nothing to do with hunger for me, nothing. It's entirely an emotional experience. Uh, yeah. But I will say that times when I have dieted, I mean, I went on a low protein diet, was very successful right. okay. 10 plus years ago. I, but my affect was so, my energy was so low. My, and I'm a guy who always warm to the touch. I was, I was cold. And oh, so, yeah. so I, I understand certainly how diet could, you know, can mess with, you know, your, your whole personality. Mm -hmm. You went back to it now. That was the story you just told us. And you yeah. thought you'd need a year to get back into shape and you did it in four months. I did not expect it. And to this day, I'm making gains at 41. Like I post pictures. I'm like, yep, I'm shocked. So people are like, you have dysmorphia. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm very happy with what's going on right now. Like at 41, I'm literally, I'm going to be banging with like 25, 30 year olds who are in their yeah, prime. How do, you, how do you think those guys feel having, having this old fart, much less this short little Jewish fart? <laughs> come in and eat their <laughs> breakfast, man. I mean, that's crazy. That is it's crazy. We'll see how I do it. My pro show in July, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so you got to keep it up winning. till July. Are you going to, you got to get drier still, or is, did you hit that? Is that where you, you want to be on that now? Well, I hit my condition. I just need to be, I need more muscle, you know? So I've been training really hard and, and uh, eating a lot of food, which is uncomfortable for me um, to eat that much food. I have a really fast metabolism and it's, it's just, it's awesome because right now I'm, I'm not like going through all that dieting and holding my condition, dude. And it hit winter. It's not very cold in Nashville, but I was cold all the time. Like you just said that. And it came to a point when I was that week of the masters USA, I had no body fat on my feet. So it hurt when I stood and my ass had no body fat. So it hurt when I sat. Yeah. You so look scary. Never comfortable. You look scary. All right. So you've just, you've now you've described my wife told me to stop doing it because I was an asshole. Yeah. And exactly. uh, biologically, not, I was just the same old Mark I've always been, but it wasn't, you know, it, the, 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 you know, the nutritional aspect of it. And the, you go back to do it again and you ramp up super fast because God wanted you to. Yeah. And, and, and also you wanted to, and you, and you know what to do when you really want to. And now you're saying, okay, Let's see what happens to my next pro show, July. It's January. Okay. Yeah. When people hear this, it'll be February. Aren't you going to go being back, go back to being an a-hole between now and July? Or did you just, are you, have you outgrown that? I figured it out. I'm always happy. People get mad that I'm always happy. I noticed that actually. I did <laughs> notice that. You people actually are like, a pretty upbeat guy. People on Twitter, because you know, Twitter, you, Look, I'm not there. There are some times I say things that are what do they call it? Shit posting. 
just to kind of get stuff out there. Maybe it's your alter ego speaking. People like roid rage. I'm like, dude, I haven't raged since I was like 15. Like I don't rage. I get excited. Like I get really excited about everything. You do. I get, You're an I enthusiastic got, guy. When what, dude? When Cobra Kai dropped on December 31st, I was so excited. <laughs> so such an amazing show. Now let me ask you. Yeah. Now we'll go back to try to get this into our topic. You started following me, and that's what made me hear of you, uh, presumably because of my conservative views. Yes. So, okay. So you, the question was you in high school, I think you, I'm not sure if you answered it. You were always a conservative. No, I, I mean, I'd say. Oh, no, no, I was right. You said you weren't. You said that you, everyone wants to be a good person. Everyone wants to be nice to a libertarian. Oh, so then you wouldn't, they wouldn't so if you're a libertarian, you never dreamt anything about being a good person. You couldn't care less about being a good person. Okay. Exactly. I, get that. I just wanted independence. And do, I, do you can still consider yourself a libertarian? I consider myself a, you know what? I do have some, I used to consider myself a conservative with some leftist views. For example, before the C word, I'm not going to say it before the pandemic. I, I guess I can say that <laughs> we had, I always believed that we should always have basic healthcare cover. Um, however, seeing as how they're refusing treatment to people based on a religious or a medical decision, not anymore. I believe it should be more privatized than ever. It's so true. the problem is, I think it's the same as you're seeing with Joe Rogan. As the left has fallen off a cliff, I would be considered, based on my views, probably a 90s Democrat, what they claim to stand for in the 90s. From my understanding, being a guy from the 90s, I've been pushed into being a conservative because the left is so nuts. Nothing they do is based on anything except for emotion. Emotional. There's no science. There's no science. There's no fact. There's no reason. There's no common sense. It's simply emotion and and scare tactics. And I, they're nuts. They're absolutely and, insane. And, and it's emotion paired with, I think, um, why scare tactics? Yes. Because what they want is power. They, they want it and they refuse to cede it. So when they have emergency power, they never give it up. And yes. when no matter how much evidence comes in about this, that or the other thing, which we wouldn't want to talk about on YouTube, for example, yes. We're going to make, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doubling down. We're not going to acknowledge any, anything, any departure from the original way we saw things. Now you spend a lot of time in the health space in the, in the, yes. in the wellness space. And first of all, did you have, did, did you have the, uh, the, the, the Rona? Did you ever, yeah. did you get sick? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I got sore legs. It didn't affect me. Um, I, I've been taking viral defense supplements since before this was cool. You know, all the quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc. You know, I've been taking those since 1999. Why is it, wh you know, I'm so, why is it that the medical establishment is so stubborn on this issue of, of, um, of supplements? I understand that many, many supplements are promised to do many things that they don't do. I get that. But the idea that they won't even acknowledge that vitamin D, like most of us are deficient in vitamin D. Oh, yeah. the best thing to do is, Get it from food. Okay, very good. Get it from food. Now let's talk about what's going to actually have to happen. You can't. Because it, most people really can't. I mean, the D is the easiest one because you just have to get outside a little bit. But 
so you so you use the supplement uh, viral defense which and you you think it, that it helped you I'm, i think i think it would cure i don't want to say cure no, i think don't. it would greatly i think it would greatly um increase our chances of being very mildly or not majorly affected by all external invaders of now ourselves now, when you got it, you were still in the boxing space, right? That, you know, no, no, I, no, no, I, I got it um, just recently. Oh, um, well, that's right. That, yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Omicron mm -hmm. because it was so the first time I got it was December of 20, no, January, late December, early January. We didn't know what it was. So I, I tend to lose my voice at trade shows or when I talk a lot. I lost my voice this time at wrestling. Um, and it's Ladies and gentlemen, I asked Mark to reschedule because I saw him mention on Twitter that his voice was bad. And he's, an, he's a beast. He's an animal. You know great. that. Well, I got, so the doctor prescribed, I called a, a Live Health, which is the uh, telemed. And they just, they're like, we're going to prescribe you steroids. And I'm like, yes. Like, no, no, the, not those kind of steroids. <laughs> like, damn it. So anyway, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, for me, it didn't affect me. I'm young. 41 is still young excuse me, I'm healthy and I exercise, I diet and I get sunlight, you know, and I, I supplement now who it's really hitting are the obese. So the problem is instead of using this, and I just had this conversation yesterday, like we, instead of using this as an opportunity to educate people on getting healthy and hedging their bets, we closed down gyms. We increased fast food and liquor delivery in people's houses. Hmm. And we closed down plague. They closed down playgrounds they were arresting mothers at playgrounds think about how absurd we're going to look back at this moment later on in history books our grandkids or great-grandkids they're going to say man my granddad he was a pussy because this generation is a joke we got kids running around with masks on kids have masks on what and that's okay and nobody's yeah. nobody's mad and they're like, oh, well, I want to protect others. I'm like, have you even looked at anything, any science? Have you thought critically about this? And then you have Israel with more cases than anywhere. They've had four. What is wrong with our people, Ron? Our people uh, have jumped the shark. It is. You mean our people mean the Jews? In particular. Oh, the Jews. Oh, there's Jews and there's Israelis. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, in America, really one of the one of the most independent communities was the Hasidic community, they especially were badass. they, you know, and they, look, we, first of all, nobody, and you know, we're, I'm not Hasidic, but I'm a Hasid, what is the word they Hasidic adjacent. Okay? okay. And in our community, everyone knows multiple people who died of COVID. Like we, yes. there's no denial going on here. Almost every one of them was over 60. Most were smokers. Most were obese. Yep. Not all. But the thing is, it went through the community and it did a lot of harm. Since then, it's pretty much been, you know, there was like another wave a year ago. Yeah. But we've gone on, you know, we've gone on living because we, our lives are communal. Our lives are yes. communal. We can't stop living communally. That's, I, 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 there was a brief moment where I was representing a very prominent rabbi. This was Rabbi Rot Rottenberg, who was 
um, his synagogue was the one that was attacked by that by that uh, maniac with, with, oh, with a pickaxe, you know, like a year and a half ago or something, and just wanted to, you know, to, to kill Jews. Uh, you know, I'm mean, not saying maniac, I mean, he was a, a mental case. And he, we were protesting these arbitrary lines that the Cuomo administration had drawn in the Jewish neighborhood in Muncie, New York. And one of the things he said to me is, I, I need to get across, we need to, with this lawsuit, to get across the idea that you're not, this is not called life-saving to us. This, that's not living. Living as in living non-communally is not living. And what's happened to us as a country is, is, is that just when we were under this incredible stress because of the politicization of every aspect of our lives, we've had this atomizing effect where all of a sudden people are no longer seeing each other in the playground, in the supermarket, or if they're seeing each other, they're seeing these zombie versions of each other with these masks, with these scared yes. eyes peeking out above. Children don't see their mothers talking. The speech delays are phenomenal. It's 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 really a social disaster. And like you say, it's it's all out of emotion and finger pointing. And anyway, listen, this is all no no one needs to tune into us to hear it. We sound like a couple of old yentas talking about this. <laughs> oh no, that's the view, and they have the opposite, they have a completely opposite uh, opinion of it anyway. <laughs> so have you ever have you ever had uh, have you ever been twittered or have you ever been censored? Have you ever been banned? Have you ever been told to take something down? Uh, YouTube shadow banned me in March 22. It was February or March. It was March of 2020. And it was before it was called what it's called now. It was called the Mexican beer. You know, that's what it was known as. And see, I've been spending right when this thing hit, I literally went to all the data I can find. And I've been obviously I designed supplements and vitamins for a living. It's what I do. So I immediately went and I'm, I'm just looking at data. And I noticed that vitamin D had data against that it was just as effective many seasons. Because remember, the, the flu shot, you're basically shaking up a bunch of different, and you're like, you're guessing which one it's going to be. So a lot of seasons, vitamin D would actually outperform the flu shot in efficacy against the flu. So I'm looking at this. I do a video on my YouTube channel. And at that time, I was getting like 10,000, 20,000 views for video. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, look, guys, I don't know what this thing is. But like, there's some good data against the, against the flu, that vitamin D I'm like, whatever, just take it, just go get it from Walmart target buy my brand. I don't care. Just take your vitamin D, get some sunlight. Next thing you know, I'm shadow banned. Like I literally got like a thousand, I went down to a thousand views overnight and I'm like, well, this sucks. Um, there's been obviously Instagram's good at just taking stuff down. If you even mention it, TikTok, anytime I give. So if someone asks a question and I answer it, and it's not what they want to hear. They take it down as misinformation. The same thing they're doing to Joe Rogan right now, which is criminal, simply because he's having people with other opinions. They're taking it down. They're trying to get him canceled. Where I'm from, like, dude, back in the day, like, obviously you're Jewish. Like, if you got the flu, what would our mom say? Eat some chicken soup. Like, we'd literally be banned for offering chicken soup as a treatment for the flu. Like, I know that's hyperbole, but, like, there's a lot of alternative treatments, and that's not being anti. Look, the thing is, all these treatments work for people with the jab. It works. Here's the thing, though. Let's even take a step further back from that. Yeah. Whether they work or not, we have always been able to say to, to, to people. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not a... 
I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a lawyer. Yes, uh, exactly. Here's what I've been doing. I'm not, in your case, you are trying to sell stuff enough, not, not, yeah. not, not related to, to, to nope. the pandemic. I just want to talk to you about the experience that I had and what people are telling me. And you're a libertarian after all, make up your own mind, make yep. up your own mind. And this idea that there's something, you know, that there's something called official science and that everything else is, you know, an, an outlier, what do they call it? The fringe. It, it's, it's, it's just terrifying. And, and again, you know, what, so, so, so in other words, you were fine. You didn't, you, then you never really had any political problems no. with your social media until you started talking about health. And all of a sudden, and you know, it's the yeah. funny thing. These are who's who at YouTube, who at YouTube exactly is the expert on public health that they're relying on for these decisions. It's no I mean, one. They're it's just, just what's the official line is what's the official political. There line? should be no official line. Right, of course. We but, should be a country of opinions and choices and free speech. That's what's really scary. And, you know, they're like, well, they're a private company. I'm like, well, I own a company and there are certain things I can't legally do. I can't discriminate against people. I can't discriminate against people's opinions. Look, man, our, our workplace is the happiest place on earth at Tiger Fitness. Like at one point we had a girl who, um, young white girl, who was all about BLM. And we have a bunch of Trump people over here. And guess what? We went to work every day. We had a common mission and everybody got along. And that's a beautiful, you know, one of the coaches I coach with, he has pronouns in his bio and everything, but guess what? We want the girls to win and be successful in life. We're best, we're best of friends. We hang out together. Why can't we do that? Why can't we have differences of opinion? Like, that's why I asked earlier, is it Twitter or is it the real world? Because in my real world, adults can have different opinions, but as long as we have a common mission and goal, we can still get along. But it just seems like in politics and on social media, everybody's, I don't even know what's real anymore, man. No, it's, and it, well, the problem is though, it's, it's true that Twitter is not the real world. And it's even true that a very small percentage of people in the real world are on Twitter, but almost everyone who is a decision maker is on Twitter or has someone on Twitter for them, meaning that it is essentially where a lot of influential decisions are, are, you know, are fought out. Yes. And that, you know, that's what we have to reckon with. So you, you want to tell the people about what the hateocracy is. I mean, if anyone ever listened to my, to, to my, my Malcolm Flex <laughs> uh, episode, they, they might understand that a little bit too, but I, I, I made a reference to it before, but I, I, I want to use it as a springboard to talk a little bit more about what we're talking about right now. So explain, you, were, you, know you, were, you, you were there before me. It is a very diverse group of individual with conservative thoughts and we discuss things, you know, um, when I say diverse, I'm saying extremely diverse people of all walks of life, all careers, you know, we talk about different things from weightlifting to politics to There's a lot of workout issues. bros, a lot of workout bros. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, sure. you know what? Here's the thing, though. Is it but and is it is it more than half black? It's at least half black. More than half. For sure. More than half. Um, you know, but it's it's funny, though. It's, it's the 1990s where we're politically incorrect. You know what we'll say off the wall jokes, you know, self self depreciating jokes, you know, but yeah, it's it's just it's, it's guys group, having fun together. It's just, a group of good guys, not not abiding by political correctness. And we share each other's stuff. We post each other's things. And it's it's become a really fun group um, just to be a part of. And I don't have a lot of time to spend more spend as much time as a lot of those guys. Right. But 
at the end of the day, I'll cruise through and I'm like, oh, this is this is fun. It's fun. It's a good group. What, what it shows you is that it's good to have, even though, like I said earlier, like you could have differing opinions and still be friends. Um, sometimes it's good to interact with people with different opinions or similar opinions that you can have these conversations with. Exactly. And, and, and the fact is, there's probably not a lot of very, very divergence of opinions. I think everybody on there is yeah. pretty, is pretty conservative or right wing or libertarian, yes. but people certainly come from a lot of different places. Yes. And you know, one of the things, you know, you talked about this emotion. My, my wife is always talking about how, you know, what is the nature of women at their worst? Is, is you know, not look, women can accomplish anything. They can do anything, mm -hmm. but just as men have to overcome certain natural tendencies that they have, women have to overcome a natural tendency towards emotionalism. There, mm -hmm. I said it. And everyone has become a woman and everyone is offended and everyone is, is this whole thing with cancel cancel culture is all about giving the cold shoulder and, a, you know, throwing someone out of the, out of the group, which is like, it's a, it's a female, it's kind of a passive aggressive, yes. you know, what do men do? They bash each other's head and, and frequently the next day they're, they're, you know, they had it out and they're, and they're back again being guys, you know, and it has become this so-called toxic thing to you know, toxic masculinity. Um, I mean, you're, you know, you're a bodybuilder. You're in this space where it's this extremely man, manly masculine. What are, what the, is there a tendency politically among the guys that you interact with in that world? If they weren't conservative, they are conservative now. 95% of them. If you look at the, just look at my Twitter today, talking to Phil Heath, Kai Green. Yeah, they, they, they tend to. So when, you, when you've built your body, like nobody helps you. Like you have to go lift the weights. You have to eat the food. You have to do whatever you have to do. That's sacrifice. Like it's not that whole Obama, it takes a village thing. It's, hey, I have personal responsibility. So what weight training does or what bodybuilding, even just going to the gym and being healthy does, it gives you this sense of accountability. And what's happened is we've had a complete demasculinization of society where men are afraid to be men. They're afraid to do manly things. What is a manly thing? Well, a manly thing is taking care of your family and look at the inner cities. You got 20%, 20% of the families in these inner cities have dads and you're wondering why there's the problems there are. Being a man doesn't mean you're cutting down a tree. I can't fix anything in the house, but I do manly stuff. I provide for my family. I'm the disciplinarian of my household. And you know, when it comes down to, to the end of the day, my wife does a lot. She's more just as if not more, um, uh, critical to our companies and, and everything, but there are gender roles in my family and I'm not mad at that. I'm not going to make an excuse. And I think we're at a point where the fact that any of this went on right now is because men are pussies. They have feminism and all this skinny jean wearing shit. It's just made men completely castrated and without any self-esteem and pride. And that's why if you go to any gym, most gyms, you're going to see people who we were the first ones to be like, dude, why are we, why are we training in masks? Like, this is stupid. You know, so they're the bros. 
look, the bros had it right from the beginning. We just did because we're like, dude, if I take care of myself. I take my vitamins. I exercise. If I get taken down by a cold, it's just not my day. That's, that's just men. Like, like we've talked about before. There are differences in, in gender and women do tend to be more emotional, but men need to, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity, masculinity, society needs masculinity, period. Agreed. And, and between you and me, I think we have completely cornered the market on two different varieties of masculinity. One of which is definitely not a traditional Jewish one. The, the idea of being, being a big, even if you're not tall, but being a big, strong guy, a big, yeah. strong guy and a, not a boxer. Did either of your, how many generations of your family, have you, your family been in the United States? So my grandfather escaped Auschwitz on my mother's side. Actually, I had a, a, a local newspaper in Nashville tried to do an article saying my grandfather was not in Auschwitz. And they looked up my father's side. Like, you dummy, they were in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like, if you're going to do a hit piece, at least do it right. Anyway, so they've been in Pittsburgh for a long time. Or, or uh, they were... You know, my father's side's weird. They've been here a while. I think uh, they came over from Poland as well. But my mother's they, they side came from Lublin. One, Lublin, exactly. So my my mother's side that came from the Holocaust. You yeah, know, that was too. the Holocaust escapee. Same my thing. grandfather. My, yeah, my father's side was also like much, much, you know, a couple generations more American than my mother's side. Yeah, so my, my grandfather was a professional boxer in Poland before it all went really, really bad. And honestly, that's why since the beginning, because I know the history of how the Nazis did it, the left gets really mad when you say what they're doing is Nazis. They're, but they're following. People don't realize that they didn't just go, hey, round up the Jews, get the trains. No, first they started, they vilified the sick. It's the same game plan. They're going to the same game plan. I'm like, dude, y'all are Nazis. Everyone, people really have lost their mind. Yes. Their minds. But uh, listen, you don't want to lose your body either. How much, how much longer do you think you're going to be able to keep, this up, keep up what you're doing? Till the day I die. I mean, you're going to keep, but, all right, but realistically, how long do you think you can compete? I don't know. I mean, you, if, I, if you would never have dreamed that you'd be competing at, at 41. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's dudes competing in their fifties and sixties and you have to make adjustments. You have to make allowances. Like what kind yes. of things, how, how does that work? What do you, I, I can't go as heavy as I used to go. Stuff starts not doing too well. Um, it takes longer to recover. Um, if I train too hard, it'll affect me in my daily life because I just don't recover the way I used to, but mitigating those factors. I mean, I've never felt better. Like, I feel great. You sound um, great. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this is literally the most sick I've been in probably since, since I had COVID in 2020, right? Like, it's been the best I've ever felt. Um, and I, I feel great right now. I just, my voice is a bit messed up. So what? Um, it's just, You're doing fine. It, oh, it's, it's great. I, I'm just like, I wake up every morning and I feel better than I did the day before. And That's everything amazing. I did, everything I've done, if I would have known what I know now in my 20s and my 30s, I'd, I would look so much better than I do now. <laughs> but what? What, would, what would you, how would you look that would be different now? 
I, mean, I, think what, I, I think I'd have less wrinkles. Oh, you mean your face? <laughs> you mean your face? My, my body looks again. I don't want to sound like an arrogant mofo, but no, I'm but you, you, you know, you just won a major competition. I mean, I, obviously, you know that you're doing something with your body. That's pretty I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not even trying to play like I look in the mirror every day and I'm like, I can't believe I look like this. Like, I'm, I'm as shocked as anybody. And when people say, oh, you're lacking this or that, I'm like, that's fine. I, I didn't expect like I was a fat kid. Like yeah, you know, I'm glad you, you brought that up because I saw, you know, in doing my, my little bit so of research fat. that you, you were like, how how fat is fat? 295. 295 at 5'7". is really fat. That's fat. It was fat. It was wow. awesome. That's I ate there, so man. much good food, man. I'd go to In-N-Out Burger, have like five patties. It's good. Good food. Good you know tasting food. Fat. I didn't care. Like, imagine like now everything I eat, I count. Back then, I'm like, ice cream. <laughs> Just keep going with the ice cream. It was, a, it, was a, it was a liberating moment in my life. When you, when you stopped being fat? No, when I was fat. I loved when being you were fat. fat it, was, it was a liberated moment in your life. Being fat was amazing. I got to but, eat whatever I want. But socially, it sucked. Um, I don't, I mean, at that time, I played football, and I was good at it. What'd you play? So uh, I played at Culver City High School. I was a pulling guard, and I played linebacker and nose guard. So, okay, he got, you know, you know, so you were basically an immovable object in the line. uh, And, you know, that's a a that was extremely fast. I'd run. I ran a four, six, eight in the 40, which was at five, seven, two ninety five. It was a weird thing. In fact, I have a VHS tape that I got to get converted of my highlights. It's I remember watching film and you see this ball like going down the field like a streak. Yeah, it was it was fun. Well, you know, Mark, I always ask my guests this, and I say always, I mean, it's, it's maybe I, maybe I missed it a few times, but I think it's become a good, a good little habit that I have. Jeremy will, will, will back me up on this. I always ask them if, if they're hopeful about the future and listening to you, I, I think I can answer it for you. You seem to, to be bursting with energy and optimism, even though you recognize what an absolute train wreck our society is. Have you met? So I coach. I coach kids, high school kids. I coach from six years old to 19 years old. These kids are so much better than us, Ron. These kids are smart. They're, they're, I don't want to, not, not, but they, they're critical thinkers. And really, at least in my area, and I've coached kids from multiple high schools. Mm-hmm. And I've, inter- I've, I've interacted with kids from multiple high schools, interacted with coaches from multiple high schools all across Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, even New York. And these generations, this generation coming up is going to change the world. My daughter, um, you know, I got this, I got this captain. I got two kids on my team, three, Grace, Will, and Drew. And they're all captains, right? Will's a junior, Grace a junior, Drew's a senior. These kids are leaders. They have more work ethic than Argent than anybody. In our, my daughter has more work ethic than I've I've ever seen in a human being. But this whole generation coming up, they're gonna save the planet. They're gonna save the world, and they're gonna change everything. We- are they gonna be allowed to though? You know, when you look at what the people in charge are doing to prevent people with genuine talent and drive from being themselves and calling themselves what they are. I'm really a man. I'm really a woman. That's a man. That's a woman, you know, having to 
cover up their, you know, their thoughts and, 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 and be regimented. I mean, I feel the same way you do. I mean, my kids, just like you, they're so vastly superior to me. Yeah. They're, they're incredible students like their mother. So they don't just have like, you know, this natural, you know, yeah. brain power. They know how to absolutely bust their humps and apply themselves. And that's how you succeed in life. Yeah. And, and their, their habits are fantastic. And, you know, all these, all the, cause my kids are a little bit older than yours. Um, it's nonetheless, I'm glad I raised my kids in the nineties yeah. and the first decade of the twenties, um, rather than now, because it's, I think it's a really hard time to be a parent. Not in Tennessee. Not, not where not I'm in at. Tennessee. I, I, I believe mean, it. I our believe school. It. See the thing I just had a, a I had breakfast. We, I go to a prayer breakfast every Friday, a Christian prayer breakfast, nonetheless, but I'm representing. <laughs> I get you know, it. I get it. I, I hear, I, I, I've smelled what you're cooking for a while. We, we all believe in God. That's all I care about. As long as they but don't anyways, make you say anything that you don't want to say, and they're not going to make you do that. It's all, you know, it, it's ecclesiastic. What is it? Ecumenical. So the kids I coach here, Ron, I don't have any discipline issues. They're all well-parented. You have a lot of dual parent households. You have dads who are there. And so Williamson County, remember we went, we went really, really viral for threatening to kill board members for masks. <laughs> well, we didn't, he just, it's just one of the parents said, we know where you live. He didn't mean he's going to go beat him up. It's like, Hey, we're going to see you at the grocery store. Um, but you know, the media got a hold of it. Nonetheless, we were one of the first places to get, we didn't have mask mandates here. Tennessee is a different world floor. It's, it's even, I've traveled to Florida. Florida thinks they're free. They haven't been to Williamson County. No, Florida County's heaven. No, that's right. Flo Florida is a New Yorker's idea of the South. You yes. know? <laughs> no, ten Tennessee is, but the thing is everybody in where I live in Brentwood is, I mean, they're all transplants. They're from New York. They're from California, they're from Illinois, but they're the good guys. Right. This, My neighborhood, guys. there might, I think there's two people out of like 200 people who are actually from Tennessee. But our neighborhood, we love our country. We love our freedom. And there's a couple wackos, but, you know, you know, they, they, they're just whatever. So what I'm saying is, I think that what's going to save us is federalism. And I know there's a lot of talk about a national divorce. You know more about the law than I do. I don't know how the hell that would work. It's already happened. You it's know, happened, but, but, but right. The, they're, 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 there's a, there is a civil war underway. Yes. But politically speaking, I don't really know how we could ever, legally speaking, separate and become, it, you know, it's, it's just, you know, beyond the subject of, of today's talk, especially after almost an hour. But go on, please finish, 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 finish your thought. Yeah, I, I think if you like freedom, move to Tennessee, Florida, um, Texas, wherever you, whatever floats your boat, and get involved. You know, get involved in your school board. Look, I'm not political, believe it or not. In real life, I'm not political. No, I believe it. I don't talk to my kids about politics. No, we just train. You know, I don't, <laughs> that's, that, that would be so wrong for me to do that. And that's what I hate when teachers do that. At the end of the day, I'm a teacher. Uh, get involved, coach, be a member of your community, make it awesome. And if you want your, your opinion stated, like people get mad because school boards in conservative areas are all liberals. Why? Because conservatives don't run liberals. They're all, you know, they're all funded and this and that, and they run and they get those institutions. I'm not the guy I spend all my time coaching 
But you know what? Run for school board. Run for alderman. Do something. Stop complaining. Actually get active. Bitching on Twitter isn't going to help your local community. Mark, thank you for hanging out with me on a Friday afternoon, talking about things that we both agree on, but you've got a, you've a different life experiences, different point of, you know, different, different, you come, you come there a different way, but we, we hooked up and made friends immediately. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's really a pleasure knowing you and the guys and hopefully we'll uh, see each other in person one of these days. It's still hard to get around. You know, I used to be a big traveler. I used to be always going places, going to conferences and going to yeah. depositions. And now we're still mostly sitting in one place, which, as you know, is not the healthiest thing in the world either. But hopefully no. soon we'll see each other in person. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Hey, thank you for listening to the Coleman Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please rate it five stars and leave a review. For more information, please visit the show's website at coleman-nation.com. That's coleman-nation.com. Or you can visit my blog at likelihoodofconfusion.com. Join us next time on the Coleman Nation podcast and have a great day.